Today is Thursday, December the 7th, 2023, and this is a Daily Inc. update. Kevin McCarthy announces his departure from Congress before his term even expires. McCarthy will leave office at the end of this year, leaving a 10-month gap before that office can be filled in the 2024 election. McCarthy made the announcement in the Wall Street Journal and on video on social media, saying that the more Washington does, the worse America gets, so he's leaving the U.S. House to serve America in new ways. A Fox News reporter stationed at the U.S.-Mexico border, Bill Malugan, has now posted on social media that Custom and Border Patrol agents are reporting a one-day number of 12,000 migrant encounters, and that happened this past Tuesday. This is the highest single-day total ever recorded by the CBP, with other days last week seeing the numbers hit 10,000 or more. Meanwhile, as the U.S.-Mexico border gets invaded, Congress considered advice from Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin to send more money to Ukraine in order to avoid putting U.S. soldiers on the ground in Europe and up against Russian military forces. Texas Congressman Mike McCall chairs the House Foreign Affairs Committee, and he's in favor of sending more aid to Ukraine. And he told the Messenger media outlet that he hopes more House Republicans get on board with the idea in order to support NATO allies. However, Fellow Republican from California, John Duarte, told the same media outlet that he did not find the presentation from Austin anything but prescriptive and staged. Duarte says he's more supportive of holding off on any financial aid to Ukraine unless a border security package is also passed and implemented by Congress. Duarte indicated that House Speaker Mike Johnson is in this camp as well. Florida Congressman Byron Donalds called the whole briefing from the defense secretary boring. Donald says once Joe Biden does his job by securing the U.S. border, then he's willing to talk about Ukraine. A multi-plaintiff lawsuit has been filed against the U.S. State Department. The Daily Wire, The Federalist, and the state of Texas are some of these plaintiffs accusing the State Department of financing and implementing censorship technology against media outlets who do not share the same political agenda. A particular office within the State Department was named as the instigator of all this censorship, the Global Engagement Center. The lawsuit claims that the GEC has been turned upon Americans in the fight against supposed disinformation. The court documents called the GEC's actions one of the most audacious, manipulative and secretive abuse of power and infringement upon the First Amendment rights of American citizens in American history. The lawsuit was filed by the New Civil Liberties Alliance out of East Texas. A federal judge dismisses a case in Arizona that sought to keep Donald Trump off the presidential primary ballot in 2024. The person who is behind all of this ballot effort against Trump in dozens of states throughout the U.S. is John Castro. Castro is also running in the Republican primary, although you've probably never even heard about his name. Castro is the one filing many lawsuits against Trump, claiming that he's ineligible to serve due to his presence at the January 6th protests in Washington, D.C. In the Arizona case, Judge Douglas Reyes ruled that Castro does not have standing to sue and provided no evidence that he will actually be harmed by Trump being on the ballot. Castro is arguing that Trump will draw votes away from him. The judge told Castro that he's attempting to manufacture competitive injury solely for the purposes of pursuing litigation. Another potential lawsuit to watch out for is that of the parents of a nine-year-old NFL football fan. Holden Armenta was recently at a Kansas City Chiefs football game. He was wearing an Indian headdress with half of his face painted red, the other painted black. A media outlet called Deadspin was triggered by this site, and the Deadspin writer Karen Phillips wrote an article about the disrespectful actions of that boy and his parents in showing hate to both black people and Native Americans. The problem is Armenta 
and his father are both full-blooded Native Americans, and Raul Armenta, the father of the boy, is a tribal chief. And now the Armenta family have hired a lawyer to demand a retraction from Deadspin or face further legal action. National Story Updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. In the state of Louisiana, a judge has now declared a recent November election null and void. After finding election fraud in the process, retired Louisiana Supreme Court Justice Joseph Bleach says that it was proven there were at least 11 illegal votes that were cast in the Cato Parish Sheriff's race and that it makes it impossible to know what the true vote is. That whole sheriff's race between Democrat Henry Whitehorn and Republican John Nicholson came down to Whitehorn winning by one vote out of 43,000 that were cast. However, the judge's ruling is now changing all of that. The call for a new election comes after Nicholson challenged the election results with a lawsuit. KSLA News is reporting that five absentee or mail-in ballots were counted, even though they did not comply with the voting requirements. Four votes were cast by unqualified persons, and two individuals voted twice. The judge in this case has given both parties until Friday morning of this week to appeal his ruling for a new election for the sheriff's race. This case is in addition to a new election that was called for by a judge in Connecticut just a few months ago when it comes to the primary race that occurred between two Democrats that were running for mayor. And over in the state of New Jersey, the state attorney general, Matthew Platkin, is charging two Democrats in separate cases for election fraud that took place in two different cities. A council president in Patterson City, Alex Mendez, is charged with exploiting the mail-in ballot system back in 2020 when COVID caused an increase in that method of voting. Mendez would obtain the mail-in in ballots from various households as the person who's designated to bear that ballot and deliver it. But he would then replace the ballots at his campaign office first using stolen ballots that had his name filled in. Then he would mail them in. In the city of Plainfield, Dr. Henry Lynn Ibazim ran for mayor and had his campaign staff fill out hundreds, if not thousands, of blank voter registration applications that were then submitted to the Union County Registrar. A.G. Platkin said that Ibrahim attempted to undermine the legitimacy of government and the public's confidence in elections by artificially and illegally inflating the support for his mayoral race. And of course, you only need to watch 2000 Mules, the documentary, to get a fuller picture of the level of operations that have been done, such as in the state of Georgia, to inflate voter rolls, to stop any purging of the voter rolls of those that are unqualified, and then to go on to exploit the mail-in ballot and absentee ballot gathering or drop-off system by using those fake or unqualified names that are still residing on those voter rolls. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update.